destroyed you in my anger, I will now have mercy on you through my grace. Your great gates will stay open day and night to receive the wealth of many lands. The kings of the world will be led as captives in a victory procession. For the nations that refuse to serve you will be destroyed. The glory of Lebanon will be yours. The forests of cypress, fir, and pine to beautify my sanctuaries. My temple will be glorious. The descendants of your tormentors will come and bow before you. Those who despise you will kiss your feet. They will call you the city of the Lord. In Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Though you were once despised and hated, with no one traveling through you, I will make you beautiful forever, a joy to all generations. Powerful kings and mighty nations will satisfy your every need. As though you were a child nursing at the breast of a queen, you will know at last that I, the Lord, I am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Israel. I will exchange your bronze for gold, your iron for silver, your wood for bronze, and your stones for iron. I will make peace I will make peace your leader and righteousness your ruler. Violence will disappear from your land. The desolation and destruction of war will end. Salvation will surround you like city walls, and praise will be on the lips of those who enter. No longer will you need the sun to shine by day, nor the moon to give you its light by night. For the Lord your God will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. The sun will never set, your moon will not go down. For the Lord will be your everlasting light. Your days of mourning will come to an end. All your people will be righteous. They will possess their land forever. For I will plant them there in my, with my own hands in order to bring myself glory. The smallest family will, come, uh, will become a thousand people. And the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. So here we have a, an amazingly written, again, Isaiah does this so beautifully. He writes to the current time, the the exile is coming, but he's like, don't fret, God is going to bring you home. God will come and rescue you. There's going to be a time of judgment, a time of trial. But if you stand firm in the faith and refuse to let go of God as your Lord and Savior, he will come back and he will rescue you. You will be set free and you'll be able to rebuild the temple. And they do that. They are set free and they do rebuild the temple, but the temple is again destroyed in 70 AD. And he also speaks of the messianic time when his temple, the third temple is going to be restored and Jesus will be the glorious, glorious king on that throne. And he is the king of kings on the throne, but he is coming again. He is returning for us and he is going to bring forth judgment. But if we are in the hands of God, if we choose the Lord, our God as our Lord and Savior, we are safe in his hands and and he will be our Savior. He will be our Redeemer. He is the mighty one of Israel. He's going to make peace and righteousness our ruler. We will have peace like we've never seen. Violence is going to disappear. War will end and salvation will be surrounding us. People will come in to God's kingdoms rejoicing and praising him. There's going to be praise on all who enter. It says, we're not going to need the sun to shine because Jesus is our light and God is our glory and he will be our light and we will look to him and it will be bright and beautiful and glorious. There's going to be no more mourning. 
no more sadness. There's going to be glory from the ends of the earth. And God says, look, it is happening. It is going to happen. And at the right time, he will make it happen. He says, look, we are sinful, but we have God and he has us covered. He sent us Jesus to save us and redeem us and be our salvation. And the churches are included in this. Israel will always be Israel. And Israel is chosen and Israel is going to be restored and people are are returning. There's Messianic Jews that are rising up and returning and we need to help them. We need to pour into them. We need to encourage them because they are God's chosen people. And the Israel nation is coming together. It's already happening, but it is going to happen from the end of the earth. They will go home and Jesus is going to return and he's going to restore everything. And it is going to be brought together and there's going to be an amazing period of time when we get to celebrate and rejoice in the homecoming of God. And it continues in chapter 61, verse 1. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. Foreigners will be your servants. They will feed your flocks and plow your fields and tend to your vineyards. You'll be called priests of the Lord, ministers of our God. You will feed on the treasures of the nations and boast in their riches. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be recognized and honored among the nations. Everyone will realize that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding or a bride with her jewels. The sovereign Lord will show his justice to the nations of the world. Everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be like a garden in early spring with plants springing up everywhere. Oh, it's the start of something huge. And he's like, look, this is going to be fulfilled. And the spirit is upon me. The, the Lord has anointed me. Jesus fulfills this scripture in Luke, in Isaiah 61 in Luke 4. When he says, look, he reads the scripture. He picks up in the tabernacle and he reads the scripture. And then he sets it down and says, today, this has been fulfilled. Jesus came. He anointed him to be our salvation to set us free from sin. And in Zechariah 12, 10, Matthew 23, 39, and Luke 4, 18 through 23, it also talks about this, that Jesus fulfills this scripture in Isaiah 61. And then he talks about God sending Jesus in the second coming. And when there will be no more mourning, there's going to be beauty for ashes. There's going to be joy. 
and there's going to be amazing glory in both physical and spiritual captivity. No matter what we're facing, we can trust God in both. We can let Jesus have it. We can hang on to God and cling to him in his glorious presence. And we can hang on to the, the new start that will carry us through. We know Jesus is coming in and we know the world is evil and hard some days. Some days it's really hard. But we can hang on to the fact that we have that promise that this is temporary. Jesus is returning and he is going to bring us eternal glory. And if we pass before he returns, we're going to meet Jesus. We're going to be restored. We're going to be redeemed. Either way, we get to see Jesus and we will be in a land of everlasting joy, no more mourning, eternal peace, crazy gloriness like we've never could imagine. And Jesus comes to reconcile all of creation back to Yahweh, back to God. He is the bridge. And God's day of vengeance is coming. It's talked about again in Isaiah 34, 8, in Isaiah 35, 4, but that there's going to be a remnant. Yes, judgment is coming, but there's a remnant that lasts, a remnant that stays strong. Through the vengeance, God holds them because they are his and they chose Jesus as our savior. And we do that. When we choose Jesus, we are saved. In Isaiah 63:4, it also says, vengeance is coming. So cling to God, turn to God, repent, submit yourself in that submissive faith to God because he is our rescuer. He is everything. And we're called to bring this good news to everyone around us, to the poor, to the blind, to the oppressed, to our nations, to our communities, to share the news that Jesus heals us. He forgives us. He cleanses us. He restores us. And he's coming again. And we can choose safety in his arms. We can put the life jacket on. We can get in the lifeboat. We can get in the safety net. And we can stay there and cling to it like our life depends on it because it does. And Jesus is referred to as chosen in Isaiah 42. He's the, the explanation of the suffering of Jesus is explained in chapter 53. And in chapter 61 and 62, we see that he is the anointed one. He's the one sent to bring restoration, salvation, and redemption. In Israelites' lands in captivity, is they, they likely think that they're talking about Cyrus. Because remember, Cyrus was prophesied that they're going to be rescued by this Cyrus guy that is still 200 years out. And they were told that that he would be leading them to free them. So this is probably what they're thinking of in these scriptures, not realizing that there's someone even greater than Cyrus. There's an eternal salvation. There's a, an eternal freedom. Jesus comes and he fulfills every single one of these scriptures. And all of these things are spoken before they even go into captivity. And we have the, the beautiful narrative of, look, this is going to happen, but look, God is going to save you and he's going to save them and let that Cyrus is going to rise up and let them go free. And then their temple is going to be destroyed again, but they're going to have Jesus because Jesus will have already been here and the Messiah will have come and it will be eternal salvation and the real freedom will begin with Jesus. And he did and he does and he still does and he will again. He is going to return and we can stand on that promise and hold tight that all of this evil around us and the tough times and the struggles and the suffering that we endure strong and let God refine our faith through it is temporary. Jesus is coming again and we can rest in that glory, that hope, and that joy, and that peace, and the fulfillment of everything that God gives us so that we can live full lives in spite of everything going on around us, in spite of the exile that we feel. So that concludes chapter 68 and 61. I hope you're all having a great day.